Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I got a I've noticed that with StreamYard, good morning everyone. I've noticed that with StreamYard, if you uh if you start off all loud and excited that it really blows out the audio. So trying to contain my excitement this morning, ladies and gentlemen, and uh and and keep the uh, keep the audio here nice and balanced. What are we going to talk about today? Okay, so uh this this Mar-a-Lago thing keeps coming back up in the news. Um, over from Politico, they they have a they have a pretty good read on it. If you guys aren't subscribed to the playbook, it's a it's a pretty interesting read every morning. Um, you can you can sign up for it; it's free. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share the window because it's just like you know it's their website or whatever. But uh, they there was this judge there's this judge down there who granted the uh, Trump the uh, the Trump's request for a special master. Um, blah 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 blah. I'm not a lawyer. There's a lot of back and forth about whether or not she had the authority. Um, to to make some of the issuances that she did and 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 have some of the requirements. Um, there's some questions about whether or not the judicial branch has the authority to you know tell it to to execute uh, executive branch functions. Although I do find it interesting that of all the legal scholars they talked to, there was uh, there was absolutely no discussion about uh, the the Congress abdicating a, a substantial portion of its authority, its legislative authority, uh, to the executive branch and executive agencies who uh, simply write laws into being. Uh, part of the regulatory process, but uh, neither here nor there. It's not a not a whataboutism game. Uh, I did find it interesting that Politico, uh, Politico even even uh, admitted that they had trouble finding uh, finding individuals who would come out and openly support this judge's ruling uh, or this judge's. Uh, I don't know, edict. I don't know what the, the official legal term is. we got a few lawyers that watch a show. Maybe I'll ask those guys, uh, have them on and we can discuss it. They can tell us what this all really means. But, uh, you know, my concern in many of these events and situations is not uh, necessarily the legal machinations going on or the infighting between the two parties. It has more to do with uh, how this is going to be leveraged against the citizens of the United States and in particular in particular, this uh, this latest information about some sort of leak coming uh, or some sort of uh, the leak coming from the investigatory team that said uh, Trump had uh, documents that were related to a foreign nation's nuclear capabilities. 
um, they didn't really say, they didn't really say what the type of documents were. Like, is it, is this pictures? Is it satellite capability? Is this a eyewitness report? Are they, are they using confidential informants or, you know, whatever, whatever you Intel guys call your, uh, call your sources, I think sources. But that was, uh, the, the concern is, is that, okay, so what, who, who possibly could have some sort of nuclear capability that could be secret or a uh, top secret that we don't want anybody else finding out about it? Well, there's a few players on the map and the first country is obviously like Russia, you know, no real surprise there. Now the Russians have, uh, have developed what they consider to be, uh, an undersea nuclear device. There's a, uh, there's a, a nuclear capable, uh, under what unmanned undersea vessel USV, something like that. I think that's what they call it. Um, and you know, and the Russians claim that it's able to create some sort of nuclear tsunami off the coast to pick a country around the world. If they simply, uh, you know, zip this thing towards the coast and then detonate it, uh, offshore, and then they'll be able to, uh, you know, irradiate the ocean and then potentially cities. And it uh, sounds a little fantastical. The Russians consider it to be a doomsday weapon, which is no real surprise. But, um, you know, does it exist? I don't know. Maybe they claim it exists. I'm sure it wouldn't be that difficult to uh, to, to rig something up like that. I think the, uh, the, the main concern would be you have to have some sort of delayed detonation uh, so that the submarine that actually launched the device could get out of the area. And uh, I mean, you, I mean, you know, Anybody who's ever done any sort of demolitions work, you know, whenever you pack that uh, pack that explosive with some water around it, it can have some pretty devastating consequences. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we know the Russians have got something that's kind of secret out there, some sort of a James Bond device. We know that the Chinese have some sort of hypersonic. Um, they they have a they have a pretty good hypersonic capability. They just recently sent. Uh, what was it? I guess it was about a year ago where they sent that hypersonic uh, missile around the South Pole and then uh, hit a target back inside of China or the ocean or wherever it was. I think it was inside of China. So that was a big warning to the United States because the majority of our missile defense assets are oriented toward the Arctic and not Antarctica or the Southern Hemisphere. And the Chinese know that. Um, so it could be could be something related to the Chinese. Who else is out there? Okay, let's think. Let's think of other bad guy countries. It could be North Korea. Of course, we know that they've been testing uh, nuclear weapons for quite some time, uh, and you know, probably trying to put those onto some sort of missile uh, ICBM. I think that's that's pretty standard. So maybe it was related to that. Um, you know, Trump and Trump and Rocket Man had a, had an interesting relationship. It was a not always so negative. They apparently exchanged some very uh, lovely handwritten letters back and forth. So, you know, that's that's the way world leaders do things. I don't know if I don't know if Kim. I don't know if. Uh, the North Korean dictator is, is considered a world leader, but he certainly is the leader of his nation. Um, who else we got out there? Okay, so that's Iran. Yeah, we know that we know that the Iranians likely have uh, likely have developed a, a nuclear capability already. I saw this morning. I believe it was in the same article um, from Politico, or maybe been somebody else. But they were saying that uh, the Iranians now have, I think, fifteen times the limit. Uh, that they were that they had agreed to in 2015. So just here, uh, mere seven years later, they've uh, developed enough, or I guess, have enough nuclear material on hand to be able to construct a weapon. Interesting. Who else is out there? We know we know the French have nukes. We know the Israeli. Well, <laughs> we know Israel has nukes, but they don't like to admit that they have nukes. So maybe they've got something. Um, who else? It could be uh, England, of course. You know, they have maybe have some new. Uh, whiz bang delivery system and and it really becomes problematic if it's a if it's an allied nation so this is why i wanted to talk about it is because from an information 
information manipulation perspective, there's a few goals in mind that overseas actors like Russia and China and North Korea and Iran and, you know, South Sudan probably have all against the United States. They want organizations that the United States is the de facto leader of like NATO to uh, basically crumble or be at a minimum ineffective in anything they might be trying to accomplish. So uh, if it's if it's bad guy nuclear secrets, all right, that's fine. President, I don't know, should he have him? He's the president. He's already read it before. He could just go on NBC <laughs> nightly news and and tell you exactly what was in them uh, and, and have the authority to do so if he had, I guess, declassified him at the time. But I'm not going to get bogged down in that debate because I'm not a uh, I'm not a clearance investigator. So who else? Um, so the problem is if it's an allied nation, if it's England, if it's Israel, if it's France, if it's, uh, you know, Pakistan or any of these other countries that we are, you know, allies or at least friends, friend, friendly with in some capacity, then that really would undermine the United States' relationship with them, regardless of what's actually contained inside the material. Because again, recall that because we're dealing with former President Trump, uh, there is a different standard by which by which the media is going to cover this, by which the implications and, you know, all the traditional former national security folks are going to be drug out from, from whatever consulting gig they're doing uh, and and brought on to give their two cents about it. And you'll see um, that the, the issue has not only become highly politicized from the onset, but because of its highly political and partisan nature, based on the commentary going back and forth either direction, uh, you find that foreign adversaries are able to play both sides of the fence in this situation. They're able to really, uh, you know, stir up Americans against each other, which is the entire point. And it's the entire point because, you know, people, if we, America is, America is the least effective on the world stage when we're very distracted by our own little problems and, and uh, petty grievances here at home. I'm not calling all these social issues or, uh, or, you know, lack of faith in the government to be petty issues, but there are some very clear solutions that are available and on the table that people do not want to, uh, they don't want to, they don't want to act on it because, you know, frankly, it would be uh, unpalatable from a political standpoint. And what am I talking about? People's minds are probably going all over the place. I mean, the chief executive of the nation needs to clean house and some of these executive branch agencies, be that a Democrat or a Republican, remove any partisan actor for the sake of the nation and simply, you know, uh, that act alone. I mean, Joe Biden could win a he could win a second term as a as zombie president Joe Biden if he were able to uh, clear house and you know fire people like Christopher Ray, get rid of his attorney general. Um, you know, Trump had Rex Tillerson in the beginning as a Secretary of State. Uh, that guy had a big couple of big uh, mess ups, and he was able to get rid of him. If if the current political leadership could actually uh, have a realistic view of the world rather than. Uh, rather than some sort of rose-colored glasses, uh, some rose-colored glasses worldview, and think that everybody's just going to be, you know, singing kumbaya and uh, and it's all sunshine and roses. Like these people don't actually believe that. I've sat down and I've talked with not, I mean, obviously not the president of the United States. I'm not. I have no illusions about who I am. But when I was doing a little bit of lobbying after I first retired, I had the opportunity to sit down with some of these, you know, fairly high-ranking Democrats, and uh, Chris Coons is one of them, and and you sit down and you talk to this guy, and that that guy, he's very pragmatic, he's a, he's a pragmatist, but as soon as you turn on the camera and you put that uh, put those lights on in front of him, uh, he loses his mind and he reverts back to these partisan talking points, and that guy in particular, because it really stood out to me, because I, you know, I, I was at an event where we were sitting down talking about uh, national defense, uh, you know, election interference, information operations, those types of things. Uh, and, and then I saw him on TV just a day or two later and it was like, is this the same, is this the same person? Um, 
So, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's one anecdote about a single politician. Um, what do we do? What do we do in the long run? What does this, what does all this mean? What do you, what do you do about it? Uh, if you, if you see stories that are talking about what was contained inside these documents uh, coming from those, from those, you know, uh, Mets, Mets fan one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then a Ukraine flag emoji and a, and a, and a syringe in their boat, in their profile or whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe give it a second look. Maybe look at who's retweeting this. Maybe check out the language and some of the comments that you're reading um, to see if, you know, is, okay, is this an actual person who is just functionally illiterate, but has somehow managed to sign up for a cell phone plan, uh, get on Twitter. <laughs> And, and and keep uh, and keep their internet paid paid up enough so that they're able to keep posting. Um, yeah, I'm, that's one possibility. Another possibility is that this is a, this is a rudimentary bot network that is being operated either by a nation state or by independent actors. Because believe it or not, there are some psychopaths out there who like to build botnets for fun just to put their just to put their fingers on the lever of the conversation in any particular space. Um, I've met some of these people; they're they're psychopaths. Uh, but whatever, we all got to have hobbies, right? Uh, not everybody, not everybody likes to go walk their dogs at five o'clock in the morning. Some people like to build botnets uh, to harass former Disney stars or whatever. Anyway, a lot of tangents, a lot of tirades. Keep an eye on the information you're consuming. Even if you hate President Trump, you can't stand him. Uh, you think he, you think he really is, uh, you know, MAGA, dark MAGA Hitler or whatever, whatever the latest joke uh, about about former President Trump is. Um, yeah, go ahead, believe that all you want. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to consuming information about that individual, and when it comes to uh, really viewing the process by which he's going through this document repossession or, or this investigation uh, with a high degree of scrutiny, because recall. After five years, every single it seemed like every single night on TV, you would have you'd have Jim Acosta, um, you know, Rachel Maddow at all and, and all the personalities involved come out and say, oh, they got the goods. The indictments are coming. They're going to take this guy to jail. They're going to bring him to justice. And it never, ever happened. Not only did it never happen, but most of the story that was being peddled and propagated for a number of years was it was a, a complete fiction. <laughs> it was a complete fiction. And not only was it a complete fiction, it was a complete fiction that completely missed the reality of who was being targeted throughout the 2014 to, you know, frankly, 2018 uh, first little push there from the Russians in our information environment in the modern era. Um, it wasn't the it wasn't the Republican Party. We didn't have uh, we never found those secret communiques between President Trump and, and Vladimir Putin. None of these things ever materialized. There were no PP tapes. Vice, that damn television network, made a whole series of TV shows about all these things that Trump was supposed to be found guilty of, um, and it never materialized. Tom Arnold got his own television show, uh, searching for the tapes. Going through and doing interviews with former, uh, you know, former intelligence officials, uh, former politicos, current politicians, just media figures in general, asking about all of these sorts of things. And there was lots of innuendo. There was lots of suggestion, but nobody would come right out and make the claim. And the reason why is because, well, not only would it be defamatory uh, because you're not going to be able to prove it because the 
stuff never existed in the first place. But it also kept a an argument and a narrative going, one which we see uh, here just nine weeks before the midterms where abortion has really fallen off the radar. It gave the Democrats a huge injection of cash, but it wasn't a strong enough issue to carry through to the midterms. So they needed something else. Well, what do they have? They have threats to democracy and they have, you know, dark, dark MAGA, evil, evil Lord Trump down there in, in sunny Florida. Um, so it, it's, it's a pretty crazy situation. They have to keep them politically relevant. They have to keep the focus and the conversation away from the current party in power. This is a huge mistake that President Trump, uh, this is a mistake that President Trump made in his own midterms in 2018, where he didn't keep the conversation about the other party. He didn't keep the conversation uh, off of him. Instead, he wanted to be the center of attention. He wanted to be the uh, focus of the conversation. And, you know, as a result, lost substantial, uh, lost substantial ground in the legislature in the midterms. And then subsequently in 2020, uh, you know, I mean, he didn't win. If, if he was really um, claims of voter fraud and election interference and all that stuff aside, if, if there was really uh, that many people who supported him, they would have, you know, they would have done it. They would have done it. All right. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of Trump fans out there. I voted for the guy twice. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm a Trump fan too. But we got to call him like we see him. All right. Speaking of Trump fans, Kevin McCarthy is going to do a commitment to America rollout here in about 12 days. I think it's on uh, September 19th. Uh, this is over from Axios. And they're going to be making four arguments, essentially. So this is a Republican argument going into the midterms, uh, at least on the congressional side of things. And what they're going to say is um, that they're going the, a Republican controlled Congress would create uh, an economy that is strong. Uh, a nation that is safe, a future that is free, and a government that is accountable. Now, Axios, being Axios, has to make a, a, a snarky little comment here and come out and say um, that, well, they didn't talk about uh, election denial or election interference. And I really think that that, co that is covered under the banner of a government that is accountable. And then looking here uh, on the last slide, it does say that inc it includes a pledge to ensure safe and fair elections. Um, and who, who wrote this? Who wrote this, Axios? Andrew Solander and Elena Trini. All right, quite the dynamic duo. I never understood really, like, you know, I used to be kind of not in the publication business, but whenever I was over at Ford Observer, without those guys crank out, they crank out some some words. That that word count is is nothing to uh, to shake a stick at, and and they work very very hard on that. And it's uh, you know it's tough work to pull out or to, to put out a lot of product, a lot of uh, a lot of copy every single day. And so my hat's off to anybody who can do it. But I think with articles like this, where there's uh, essentially just bullet points, um, <laughs> there's essentially just bullet points. They don't even, uh, I don't know, this is maybe 500 words, maybe 500 words. So it don't take two people to write 500 words. It takes one person to write it, one person to edit it. That's about it. Um, anyway, neither here nor there, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're, uh, yep, we're almost out of time. So uh, I just want to remind everybody, go ahead and ask those questions and comments there in the chat uh, below. Whenever I do these videos, I don't have time to do them live because I can't sit there and engage and interact with the audience because I you know, simply don't have enough time in my day right now. But uh, I do keep the chat pulled up while it's playing in the background while I'm doing other work. And so if you have questions or comments or whatever, you know, bring, bring them up and I'll, uh, I'll either address them in the chat or if it's interesting enough, I'm going to copy and paste it over to my little desktop here and we will talk about it on the show. Um, 
We'll we'll see about McCarthy's commitment to America. I, I do think that that is uh, that is going to be an interesting speech. Uh, I don't know if Kevin McCarthy. I don't know if Kevin McCarthy is uh, trying to do a Newt Gingrich here and have his uh, contract for America. But uh, it looks like he tried to do uh, a similar agenda back in 2020. But of course, Trump dominated the conversation and uh, and and Axios is really hedging hedging bets for Republicans here, saying that there's no nobody is predicting 1994 level margins of victory. For the GOP, although I do think that that is, uh, I don't think that's unrealistic entirely. Um, you know, people are people are trying to say that this is a bad environment for Republicans. Uh, it almost seems like Republicans really want like gas prices to stay high, and they want the economy to collapse. Which I'm not, I'm not on that, I'm not on that side of the argument. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really care who's in the White House. I don't think the president directly controls the economy, but you know, the uh, the monetary policy that an administration brings in can have a substantial influence on it. Um, you know, so I don't think we should be rooting for an economic collapse, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, those are those are those should be warnings and things that you are uh, things that you are wary of, not uh, not things that you're you're hoping get ushered in just to score some sort of cheap political victory. Um, that's that's not that's not the way business is done. Um, you know, maybe you disagree with me, maybe you don't. Let me know uh, in the comments below. Be sure and check out the audio version of this. It is available on Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Spreaker. Castbox, a whole bunch of other ones that I don't recall offhand. Um, if I'm not on one of them, let me know. Just you know, leave a comment below, and I'll try and try and get added on that service. Uh, there's a few out there that I know I don't have, but. Uh, if you guys watch this on Rumble, uh, this is also available on Rumble. I was complaining about that on Twitter this morning. Like, who's on Rumble? Nobody's on Rumble. I know locals bought it. And I remember when I worked for a, a different company, I had a I had a phone conversation with the CEO of locals about some of the features that they needed to uh, add and integrate into their video player and stuff. And I don't know if that ever happened, but uh, Rumble continues to plague me. Not a big fan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I'm going to try and do uh, one or two more this week. So make sure you uh, tell your friends and family, tell your preachers, tell them to watch the show, tell them to watch out, watch the backs. I still don't have an outro. I'm probably not ever going to make one. This will just be a constant source of tension between uh, the audience, you all, and myself. Because <laughs> I like to keep it light, keep it fun. All right, folks, until next time, that's going to be it. See you later.